Welcome to the Tulsa Music Stream. And now, your host, Scott and Jana Squires. You want the dirt? You've got it. Hey everyone, welcome to Tulsa Music Stream. Um, this is episode 96 and we'll be live here in just like two seconds with David Elson. <laughs> he is already here, <laughs> consummate professional arriving early, not just on time. This is a good thing. I'm going to go ahead and put him on screen. Uh, time is of the essence. We have a lot to cover, uh, good stuff that's going on with, with Mr. Ellison. Dave, how are you doing tonight? Excellent. Let me get you unmuted. Okay, now you are rolling here. We have so much to cover with you. You are a busy, busy man. You have a lot of things going on, and we want to make the most of our time with you and let people know what you have going on. Let's talk about this Space Warrior Tour that you have just announced. Uh, dates in Europe. Now, your website describes this as a captivating evening of cherished classics, <clears throat> deep cuts, and insightful storytelling from your illustrious career. Give us a little more insight into what these European fans can expect when they go to these dates. Well, it's kind of like what I'm doing with Kings of Thrash. You know, there's a, I feel like there's a whole segment of uh, the catalog of my, just even my Megadeth pass that, you know, hasn't been touched in a lot of years, right? So that's what we were doing with that. So that, you know, that coupled with what I did back in 2019 with a concept I called Base Story, um, 2018 to 19, actually, where I went out and, you know, I, I sort of took a combination of a, of a storyteller idea with a base clinic, but then I put a real band behind me because I hate sitting there in front of an audience with a laptop, you know, like playing <laughs> tracks, you know, sure. I think that's so not rock and roll, you know, <laughs> right. and uh you know, I'd barely like it if I'm in a music store, you know what I mean? But sure. it's because because I'm not really a clinician in like in, in the probably in the truest sense. I'm a performer, you know, right. and um, and I like to perform in proper venues and, you know, as much as you look, I'll, I'll always do what I'm asked, you know, um, you know, for various things. But I, I prefer prefer to be, you know, I'm a, I'm a concert performer, man, and, and I like doing it. Yeah. I've been a band guy, you know, I like the band around me. I like my buddies. I like having the feel of, of, uh, giving a rock concert. So, you know, bass warrior is, is probably a bit more of a concert than a storyteller evening, but it, it is also going to include that, you know? Um, and as you can tell by the flags and the countries I'm in, how much stories I tell will depend on how well, you know, we can dialogue in English because sadly I, that's yeah. my language. I don't know 14 languages for 14 different countries, unfortunately. So, I mean, I have a little time to go to school and learn this stuff, but uh, sure, sure. you know, so there is, a, there's a, there's a bit of an interaction, um, you know, uh, lag sometimes with, um, and I've done it with translators and stuff. So um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, adept at doing these kind of things in a lot of different settings. Sure. Do you foresee an opportunity to to bring that tour to the states at any point? Well, you know, possibly. I mean, you know, it's funny. You know, I, I I have a lot of different bands that I've done and branded, and and you know, the hardest thing about starting a new band, so to speak, is is you go through the whole. Well, who is it? What is it? What are you guys doing? What does it sound like? You know, you're starting every one of these. You start from scratch. 
when I put my name on the door, it's an easy sell because people already know probably what it's going to be, you know, and, um, you know, and with Bass Warrior, look, I've got some Ellison solo records. I did the Ellison Soto thing with Jeff Soto. Jeff's got Soto. You know, my guitar player, the musical director on this gig is Andy Martingelli out of yeah. uh, out of Italy. He's fantastic. I mean, he always puts, um, you know, fantastic bands together for me. And sometimes with members, of, I've, I've been in bands with him that he's put together for shows for me, and, and, the, and the band guys don't even speak English. So I have to go to Andy and go, hey, Andy, da, 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 can you do a little more of this? Da, da, da. And he'll go over and he'll speak in Italian to them. And I mean, 30 seconds later, it's fixed. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. So it's, it's, it's really great. You know, I, I love working internationally. You know, like what I've been doing with Dieth, of course, you know, you know, working in Poland, kind of half living in, in Europe uh, to, you know, make the record, do the touring, uh, write the songs and really, you know, be a part of. I feel like the reason we like that music from over there is because it's they, they live it. You know, they're it's like when you watch a Jason Bjorn movie, it's like that movie wouldn't work in L.A. You know, right. It's better when it's over in some Eastern European country. <laughs> and, you know, there's, the you know, the, the nefarious thugs or, you know, in some black van that pulls up and they throw everyone inside and everyone blows up. And, you know, there's there's. There's sort of a romantic fascination about that that I like. And, and I think music's the same thing, you know, that it, it's music is relevant to its culture. For sure. Before I hand it over to Scott, that leads perfectly into one of my questions I was going to ask you. You know, America loves its metal and, and, and we're, we're hardcore. But, man, overseas, it's just a different level. To what do you attribute their incredible passion and dedication to metal? Well... If you think about the 20th century um, and having just been in Detroit, for instance, I mean, it's it's the town that Henry Ford built, right? So, I mean, you know, Henry Ford, there's a great book called The Roaring 2000s, and it talks about the three greatest inventions of of all of mankind ever in the history of our, you know, if you could add the wheel, okay, that's probably one. But this book starts with the Gutenberg printing press. First book they printed was the Bible in mass amounts. Uh, Henry Ford with the assembly line. And that's why America got industrialized faster than any other nation in such a short time, you know, in like a, a century, even less than a century. We were so vastly far ahead of every other culture in the world because of Henry Ford inventing the assembly line where you could just do mass duplication, right? Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the, 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 I guess in this case, the fourth one would be the internet, you know, um, <laughs> Hence our, our conversation today, right. you know, um, you know, so those, I guess probably those four in, inventions have changed the course of mankind, you know, and, and, you know, so in America, you know, the 20th century, I guess, once you got past world war two, you know, again, you, I guess for us, we had, of course, the great depression, but you know, look, since the fifties, since Elvis came out, it's been all good times, right? I mean, yeah. it's been all hip swing and good times. You know, rock and roll, baby. Right. Um, you know, whereas in overseas, it's not the case. You know, they've suffered, you know, various political, uh, financial oppressions, dictators, you know, all kinds of things that, you know, we have not known, you know, in really sure. the last century, you know, right. almost, you know. So I think a big part of it's like the blues, you know, you can play the blues, but to really to really sing the blues, you gotta, you gotta know the blues, you know? Yes. And, um, 
you know, which is why the blues never connected to me. I've never, I've not lived those kind of blues. I mean, I lived it when I moved to LA and we started Megadeth and I was dirt poor for a few years, you know, but that's why we played heavy metal. You know, I, I, I'm more into riffs and heavy metal. And that's why I think I like the Birmingham sound, Sabbath, Judas Priest, these things, because, you know, the, the riffage of that and this, the, that heavy darkness and the haunting sound of the riffs, that's Very, my blues. Edgy, you know, edgy for me, riffs. that's my blues. Yeah. So, it, you know, when people talk about the blues, it's, I get it. And it's, it was the early underpinnings of rock and roll for sure, but it's not, it wasn't the underpinnings of my rock and roll. I, right. I don't think for me, gotcha. you know. Gotcha. Now you, you spoke about uh, being in Detroit, which you celebrated your 59th birthday and happy belated birthday, by yes. the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, you, thank you. You spent it watching, of course, Metallica. And you sure. felt like you have now uh, are free to wear uh, Metallica shirts again, and which is cool. <laughs> That's why I wore, went ahead and wore this shirt for this episode. And there uh, you go. do you feel like you I have worn mine? I have mine upstairs. You know, it's, uh, I should have fucking worn my Metallica. Listen, I, I, I said that just kind of as a joke because clearly in the other band I was in, you you would not show up at soundcheck with a Metallica <laughs> shirt on. I mean, trust me, and anyone who's been even close to that would understand you know sure. certainly every band member would go oh, yeah no there's no fucking way you'd be wearing a metallic shirt <laughs> I was, there i, I was, was, was gonna give me have me ask you if you have you feel like there's a new sense of freedom with your second with this phase of of your career um you a hundred percent hundred percent and it, you know again i don't want to go back into you know all that but sure. but I, for sure i feel a, a really a newfound liberty um, and you know, look, you know, life moves in its various waves and tides and ebbs and flows. And, you know, and I've been here before, you know, not, not playing in Megadeth and, and, you know, I use these seasons of life as, as, um, you know, a way to really spread my wings and, and fly, man. It's like, and, and I mean, look, who I was in Megadeth, I was that because that's who I am. I mean, that's, it's not like I was playing just a role, uh, you know, the somebody that I'm not. Now I take the cape off and suddenly I'm Clark Kent, you know, yeah. outside of Megadeth, you know, for those who are old enough to know Superman, that would be the Superman reference. Right. <laughs> but at, at, you know, so I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not here to talk bad about it at all, but you know, when you do move, into a new season and an S case and I say season with that, because, you know, that was, you know, that was most of my adult life, uh, as a member of that group, but you know, now, and at this age, I guess, um, you know, there's, there's new horizons, you know, there's, there's yeah. new things to do. And, and, you know, I think one of the fears is, 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 is like, you know, like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And, and honestly, I didn't have that this time, <laughs> you know, 20 years ago I did, you know, in 2002, when, mm -hmm. when the group broke up, it was like, Oh shit, now what am I going to do? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, now at this point, haven't done the big four or won the Grammy, you know, did all these big things. It's, it's, you know, the legacy is secure. It's cemented. It's, uh, you know, my participation in that is forever, you know, uh, in, emboldened into the, you know, into the, you know, the, the flames of heavy metal, if you will, you know, so, yeah. sure. you know, now it, now it's kind of just sort of enjoying life, you know, and, and every day doesn't, I mean, I don't even play music every day, you know, and I've, um, it's hard for me to just go to the beach and goof off for too long, but, but uh, I'm I'm starting to just kind of relax into that. You know, there's other things I can do, um, 
you know, that, um, that don't always have to be musically related either. Uh, and I say that as I was just practicing some songs, playing bass right before great. the interview. <laughs> so, you know, like, wow. this is who I am, right? I mean, it's, it's not like there's some other guy in the other sure. room. I mean, it's like you said, you, you, you said, hello, me, it's the new me, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, you know yeah, go go, ahead. Oh, I was just going to well, say, well, you mentioned the Grammy. Yeah. That's what and, I was going to talk about. And, and you're sure. not done with that. Yeah. You, you got the Grammy with dystopia and you had, you were nominated for 12 others, which I believe right. at least 10 of those should have been gone your way. Um, Thank you. But you it. are nominated for two more. So you're not really done with those yet. And Dieth is up for um, two Grammys. Yeah. Best metal performance for To Hell and Back. Best rock performance, Walk With Me Forever, which features you on lead vocals. I want to I want to talk about that here in just a second. But the first thing sure. I want to ask you you know the the Grammys have taken their lumps over the years from rightfully so from the rock and metal community but nevertheless right. this still has to be a prestigious honor what does it mean to you to get two more of these nominations after after <clears throat> the previous ones with your previous band yeah no I appreciate it yeah and so basically there's several phases of how this goes so the first phase which is what we're included in with diet is the acceptance right because not everybody gets to just walk in the door of the Grammys right so there's this first phase that's what we were we were in the acceptance for the first round of voting to be nominated right I know that's kind of a mouthful to say you know and and we could we could only post specific verbiage of that they approved we would have to write it send it to them and they'd say no not that add this add the little trademark next to the grammy so i mean the grammys are very 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 specific about what you can post so mm -hmm. um um you know so it, I, I don't want it to be because they just announced the nominees uh that just came out this last week and right. so we were accepted into the first round of voting and out of that first round of voting come now the you know best metal metallica ghosts uh, whoever else is in you know it's like what five or six people right yeah. so and obviously that is a very slim list of a pretty long list that we were in um but that long list that we were in i mean that's a thumbnail of the entire amount of fucking heavy metal songs that you know were created this last year so oh, you know it's like it narrows itself down more and more and more and so we got to this last little mile where it's like okay you you can come in you don't come in <laughs> right? and, and um and so to get in the door of that is is just it's amazing you know i mean i've stayed on as a voting member of the recording academy um which is the academy that that academy gives the grammy award um and yeah they you know they have asked you know me specifically and and um they asked the guys in mastodon uh and and i know some other people i don't know who exactly but they they had asked us to stay on as after we won our grammys to uh to you know be part of the process because they they admit they have not gotten heavy metal right over the years yeah they've uh you know um, but yet, you know, say what you will about the Grammys. I mean, they are the Oscars, they're the Emmys of, of, of music, you know? Right. So when, when, when you get invited to that dance, I mean, you know, it's like the rock and roll hall of fame. I mean, they've taken their lumps too, but you know, look, if they call and say, Hey, we're nominating you, it's, you go, you know, you right. don't think about it. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like when, you know, someone asked you to the prom, you know, 
you know, for me and Scott, we go by the little, you know, the little coronation rose. We get the talks, we go, right? You bet. Jenna, I guess for you, you know, whatever. You buy the dress, you go, right? You know, you don't <laughs> go, well, let me get back to you. I got to check my options, see what else yeah. I'm doing on Saturday night. There might be a keg party I want to go to instead of the prom. Right. You know, you right. go, right? You know, Absolutely. I mean, at least that's how my parents raised me. You For accept sure. graciously, you go. So the Grammys are the same. It's the big dance, you know, and... um and when you're, you know, when you're invited uh, to go to the dance, you go to the dance, man, you know, yeah. and um, and you and you be part of it. And, and it's fun. I mean, it's the biggest thing going on in the world. You know, it's kind of like being in Metallica last week. That was the biggest rock concert in the world last weekend. Twice you, it happened. <laughs> Friday it, and Sunday, you know, and that's fucking cool to be around, man. You it's bet. Fun. And, and it's on record of Lars reaching out um, to Dave. Um, about you auditioning for that band Metallica right. years ago. Right. Um, I know it probably it never got far, or at least you never received that phone call. But at least he was, you know, had had at least a, enough respect to call and uh, get his get some permission. But I've always wondered, what about the first time? Like after Cliff, um, was there ever any interest in you trying out for Metallica <laughs> back then? Well, it's funny about that. Um... <clears throat> You know, Lars, we had just signed to Capitol Records. We were just, we were actually doing some dates with Motorhead up at uh, Oakland, uh, Kaiser Auditorium, I think it is, in um, up there. And Lars was there. I remember the Rick Hunold, the Exodus guys came down and we had like some wardrobe, lo- you know, we just got some money, right? So we bought some wardrobe yeah. lobbers, some nice cases for all of our gear. And Rick Hunold was like, wardrobe cases for what your fucking stretch jeans and like he was laughing at us you know like <laughs> like don't be pretentious you guys it's like well some you know our tour manager said we should buy some road cases here we are but you know lars was there he was obviously you know pretty beat up at this is not long after the bus accident kind of you know maybe one of his first public appearances in his hometown of the bay area after you know cliff had passed in the accident and um you know so there you know we we you know, i was just asking them you know what 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 they're doing da, 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 you know and you know so that obviously wasn't the time to have any conversation other sure. than just the you know what are you doing how are you doing whatever you know um and yeah he you know he did he did call and then you know fast forward to 2001 we just signed this big deal with sanctuary records and uh, we had the world needs a hero getting ready to come out, and suddenly out of nowhere, Jason, you know, announces that he was departing the group. And uh, yeah, you know, he called Dave. Dave called me. He said, "Hey, just let you know, Lars called me and asked for my blessing. If I guess I was on a on a list uh, of contenders, I never did get the call. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. And, but it was the first time that I'd ever sat down seriously with a bass in my hand to to dig into a few Metallica songs and just kind of go, all right." if the call comes like, what is this, you know, like me just musically, what is it? Right. Because I'm a fan of their music. I, I love their, I love their music. I think they're great. So I, I, I admire, I mean, God living in LA back in the day when we were, you know, getting Megadeth off the ground. I mean, you know, some, you know, mandatory Metallica, you know, Monday night Metallica. I mean, you know, they just ruled the airwaves, KNEC and all these big, you know, these, these, you know, they could just do no wrong, you know? So, and, and I like them, man. I, I, I think it's a great sound. Obviously, you know, the Megadeth sound kind of is born out of a lot of the Metallica uh, family tree, if you will, you know, because of Dave being part of there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, you know, to me, 
you know, they've been nothing but great friends to me, you know, and, and, you know, so it, it and it's, and we've, we've done a lot of shows with them over the years, 86, we did 85, 86, we did New Year's Eve together, San Francisco uh, Civic Center, we did uh, some dates with them on the Black Album, Milton Keynes, we did a bunch of stuff in Eastern Europe with them, uh, obviously we did, we've done the Big Four, Yes, so you know we've forward. we've been around each other a lot as much sure. as there's always this sort of poli- this polarizing thing you know you know you know kind of from Dave's side I think probably more than anything um, you know the truth of it is is they've graciously and kindly always invited Megadeth back over the fence to their side to participate with them so I mean you know how could you not love that you know so. Um, you know, so yeah, nothing, nothing but love for those guys, you know, and, and, you know, as they say, part of the Metallica family, you know, yeah, so we, it's a good family to be a part of. You know? Yes. We had Joey Belladonna from Anthrax on a few weeks ago and, you know, we talked about the big four with him and, and got his, mm-hmm. um, his, his side of on how things went, you know, um, it's a big mm-hmm. honor. I mean, it's, it's huge. We'll probably never see anything like this again. Um, I mm-hmm. I don't know if there will ever be a new big four, but um, nope. <laughs> what are some of your, your, your you memories know, of being, go ahead. It's what I said. I, I did a podcast with Johnny Christ the other day from Avenge Sevenfold. You know, I went out to see Avenge cause Dave's old tech Willie G was working for Johnny um, on the tour. And so he hit me, he said, Hey, you want to come out to Avenge Sevenfold? I said, I'd love to. So, and I'd met them a bit when Portnoy was playing with them. Um, always liked the bands, uh, you know, so I, I like, I like the group, you know, um, and they've been cool guys or huge Megadeth fans. And so I went out and hung out with them and quite honestly, I felt very inspired after hanging out, talking to Johnny and talked to Matt for a little bit. And, uh, it was the day after he'd lost his voice. So his voice was coming back and I've had that happen to me. I've had these desert allergies where literally I get laryngitis uh, and I can't talk. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm, I'm now relating more to singers, you know, about singing, you know, I was, when Tobias came through, you know, I was talking to James about it the other night and, you know, got, you know, got these guys who are like real professional career singers. And I'm just like, God, how do you guys do it, man? I mean, I've been singing and diet and, and, uh, of course I do most of the press and the interviews. So I yeah. talk and I use my voice all the time, you know, yeah. and it's, and it's, you know, it's my voice has dropped down to a true baritone, you know, on the piano, on the G2 to a G4. That's a true baritone there, you know? Um, and so I, I learned, I've got to take care of my voice a lot more, you know? Um, and, and I, and I do now, but it's, so anyway, I, I kind of, you know, I, it was, it was, I kind of hang with, you know, I'm, a, I'm more, I'm more drawn sometimes to, to, what vocalists go through um because i'm newer at it than these guys are um but you know brian you know sinister gates is is really a a fantastic i mean he's just such a he's just a a a musician's musician you know and and to get to know him and and he went to his git in hollywood and music school and his dad is a professional musician so i felt very inspired when i came home after hanging with those guys i was like i was like I mean, you know, I was taking a little bit of a rest from, from playing, letting my body just reset after the summer. You know, we did a lot of touring. I went around the world a couple of times to Australia and back and forth to Europe a bunch. So I just kind of was letting my body just sort of rest and heal up a little bit. And so, I, nah, but after hanging with the Avenge guys, I, I got the bug, you know, so I started picking up my bass and ripping and playing. And, um, you know, so it was fun to do that, uh, you know, that interview with, with Johnny the other day, cause, yeah. uh, we, we did a, did a, a two hour deep dive, you know, oh, of yeah. all 
kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah, you guys were talking about um, endorsements and and how, you know, like the rat guys would, you know, if they were – had sponsors from um, I forget it was Yamaha. They were getting like jet skis. That oh, right. it was it was <laughs> it wasn't just guitars and equipment. They had like the whole yeah. wow. the whole brand, yeah. you know. So that was a really yeah, cool Johnny's podcast. Away. He goes wait 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 wait. Let me get this straight. I said, yeah, believe me. In the eighties, the eighties was a whole different fucking deal, man. I mean, yeah. Hey, let me you know, ask you something. True. We still need to cover Kings of Thrash in your coffee line. Sure. It's it, it is a hard stop at four thirty your time. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, ish. Whatever, well, okay, you know, we're we're gonna roll. As long as we have voices, I, now that I can speak as a singer, right as long on. As I can, you know, before gonna... vocal rest. That's a new. <laughs> that's a new term I've learned as a singer. Vocal rest. You know, it's like. Uh, but we're not doing that here, obviously. Well, we are. We are live, and we have people who are watching the interview, and we have, they have some questions in the chat room. Yeah, we're going to sure, try. Go we're go gonna, ahead, yeah. Let's let, let's go ahead and, and uh, I want to real quick. Let, let's talk real quick about Kings of Thrash, and then we're going to get to yeah. the viewer comments. So, sure. two shows coming up Thursday, December fourteenth, at the Whiskey A Go Go, and that that's in Hollywood, the famous whiskey, mm-hmm. and then two nights later, stages in Santa Ana. Now, for people who may not really understand what kings of thrash is um, obviously the flyers say you, you guys perform songs from killing is my business peace sells so far so good again give us more insight and what, what can the fans expect at, at that experience so the first trip that we did uh this last year we did we played killing is my business and so far so good so what in their entirety mm. uh the last show we did at the whiskey back in october a year ago 2022 uh, we we filmed it. We put it out on a, a, a DVD and uh, as well as uh, vinyl and CD and everything through Cleopatra Records. So we captured that moment. Uh, Chris Poland was our special guest. He would come up and perform a handful of songs with us as well. Um, so and and we invited him back for the for the whiskey. Just you know, kind of in the memory of you know last year's pretty iconic concert i mean the place was sold out it was a thrash metal fest if like there's ever been one i mean it was truly amazing it was great 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 so um so that's what uh you know that's what we're doing it's just a couple of year-end shows you know the phone rang when we got home from australia um back in july and and the whiskey had called and they wanted us back for a year-end show and Um, so that's what we're doing. So we're just, yeah, kind of, you know, wrapping up, wrapping up the year actually with, with a couple of cool shows this year. And one more cool side note about those shows. You guys can pick up, uh, you can get a VIP package. If you go to Kings of Thrash, VIP.com, it features a t-shirt laminate early access autographed meet and greet. What a deal. Check out things of Kings of Thrash, VIP.com and, and, and catch those shows for sure. Now, you are talking to two big-time coffee lovers. We got to talk about Ellefson Coffee. You guys can pick this up at ellefsonemporium.com. Not only is coffee there, he's got uh, guitar straps, accessories, art gear, books, bass string, jewelry, so much more. I got to ask you, if you have your pick of those four on the screen, what what's your go-to? You know, I like roast in peace. You're talking the coffee, right? You bet. The coffee. Yeah. And and Kings of Thrash is essentially a a uh, roast in peace uh, flavor profile. So the napalm is a dark roast. It's 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 a French roast. 
um the rock and rose is a light so you know think like when you go to starbucks or something there's a there's a light rose to medium and a dark right so um i like that because we don't do any decaf you know the only person i've ever made i've made a half calf for jack (laughs) blades from night ranger Ah. jack blades of all people he asked for a half calf so i make him a half calf and I wanted to make it for him and call it Half Jacked, right? Because he's pretty <laughs> hyper anyway, right? <laughs> and course, they've got Dawn Patrol, the best coffee brand ever, right? So yeah. we could do a Dawn Patrol Night Ranger coffee. But so this year I go to, I just so went down to see Night Ranger a couple weeks back. And uh, and I, I made some Half Calf for, for Jack. And I get there to give it to him. He goes, do you have any decaf? I'm like, dude, come on. You're killing me here. It's like, it's like I made you Half Calf. Now you want decaf? So um, I guess he, he said publicly on stage, I guess, he'd had a maybe had a heart issue or something you know he's been so hyper for so many years that you know i guess he needed to slow down a little bit so <laughs> yeah. now i get he maybe he needs a you know he need he needs it or he wants it wants a decaf but he maybe he's not even much of a coffee drinker anymore but he's a, he's a sweet soul that guy jack uh, so, you're you're uh, we're very uh looking out for your your health and everything and and you you've backed away from the sugars and the and the the sweeteners and things like that and um <clears throat> I guess you you just like it with black and two ice cubes. Is that correct? I do. I mean, look, that's probably the purest way to drink it. Um, you know, it's I, I do like a little half and half in it. You know, which is uh, again, now that I'm a singer, right? Yeah, yeah. There's all this shit you got to ask. All this reflux, new stuff. All, all this new shit. You're like, wait a minute, I can't even drink anything bubbly at all. Be uh-huh. No sugar. It's like, man, you're killing me. Can we get someone else to sing? life was so good before i became a singer right you know um but you know and it's like it's just you know as we get older we we learn more about what this stuff does to our bodies right but you know it's funny when i sat there and i created the coffee there's a a chef friend of mine here uh john paul hutchins and he uh he ran for years he ran the cordon blue uh chef school where they teach people how to become chefs um and so it's like a musician's institute but for chefs right and so john paul he introduced me to my roaster uh expressions who does all my roasting here in town and it was really next level because it was the finer art of coffee you know and i i sat there with him and uh hannah who had owned the company at the time we sat there and she made these flavor flavor profiles for uh i guess for what became rock and rose roast in peace we already had and we had, I don't know if we even had a dark roast at the time, but we, we sat there with him and, and he said, here, drink this with no, nothing in it. Right. So I drink it, you know, you know, and I'm not a wine guy, you know, so I never was and not today, but so I drink the coffee and, you know, you kind of swish it around and you're right in the flavor palette, you know, <laughs> and, uh, politely smoky with a bit of cherry, you know, yes. and, and, uh, you know, so, you know, you drink it and you kind of go, okay, I, I get it. He goes, okay, now add your half and half, which you're familiar with, right? So, I, so I, I drink it and I go, oh, nice. And he goes, see, so that would go good with like a creme brulee. We move over to the next coffee. You go, oh, that's pretty dark. I can tell it's a little smoky. He goes, exactly. This would go good with like, see, a nice, you know, a chocolate, you know, a, a, wow. a, a torch or so. You know, he would he was flavor matching coffees to say desserts and things because huh. he thinks like a like a professional chef yeah. in a restaurant, right? So um, it was interesting to to flavor profile things, not just like 
dude, give me, got a cup of Joe bro, you know, like that, but to really kind of be, get into the finer details. And I really made me appreciate expressions, the, the level uh, that they go to, you know, for, for this now, you know, I, for the first coffee I created rose in peace was, um, um, the guitar player from between the buried and me, he and his wife had a, uh, had a coffee roasting business in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And so that's why I first started the flavor profile with, and he had a, a really good um, Brazilian bean. And I've not been a big fan of some Brazilian coffees. And it's mostly because I was prejudiced years ago when we would play Rock and Rio in some of the earlier trips down to Brazil. I, I had cheaper Brazilian coffee, right? Um, probably the Robusta, which is grown at the lower altitudes. It's the cheaper commodity level coffee rather than the... Um, the uh, the Arabica, which is grown at the higher altitudes, it's more expensive. It's harder to harvest, um, and it's that's where the nicer, better coffees are. Are the Arabica stuff? Um, so, it, it, my probably my favorite. If I had to kind of pick a flavor profile, like a Starbucks Sumatra is a is a pretty good basis. If if just the general public wanted to know my flavor profile of what i like so roasted piece we kind of angled it around that okay as the centerpiece right so so but once we created it we had it right out of using these brazilian beans he sent it to me and i i defiantly tried every coffee he tried he sent me except that i was like all right i'll try the brazilian you know and i was like fuck he's right it's pretty good you know so uh it, it was it was it was it was good but you know once you get a coffee profile it's like paint right like if you're gonna paint your room right. you know you find a little swatch of, of paint you take it down to ace hardware or home depot or your local paint store sherwin williams or whatever and they 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 match it right they use their paints a little bit of their white and their browns and whatever and they make sort of you know it's funny coffee white is the standard paint that is the most standard huh. used paint at least here in arizona i should say because we have you know the the colors that we have in the desert right so coffee coffee white of all things so as i've moved to three different roasters you know you basically take a you know your your beans uh from one roaster you take it to the next one they flavor profile it and they go and like in my case now uh roast in peace is is partly a mexican uh coffee that expressions has that's just extremely good very tasty and then they put a little bit of i think ethiopian in it so there's some ethiopian some mexican and they, they you know they flavor profile it to get it to match you know where it started from, from originally from that from that brazilian bean right. that uh that we originally started with to, to just to, to keep a consistency, you know, yeah. of, you know, so that if I change roasters and you get a cup of coffee, you shouldn't go, what the hell? This doesn't taste the same, right? right? We want it to be the same, you know, yeah, we want sure. it to be every time you order it. Well, I, th I think everybody watching yeah. is going to get your coffee, no get your coffee, doubt, no doubt. Okay. We're getting, we're getting towards the end here. Yeah. I have to squeeze this question in because this guy emailed us earlier in the week and he's in here tonight. And, you know, we're coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsa Music Stream. So Jay North has a question for you. I think he's wanting to know if you remember this particular show in Tulsa. He says, hi, David. I was at your concert in 1994 at the Floating Amphitheater in Tulsa. That was the craziest show I've ever been to. People kept swimming across and jumping on stage and <laughs> throwing things. That. You do. I think yeah, he thought I, you might. 
Yeah. You know, that is so funny. Tell him thank you for reminding me. I always remember that show, and I never remembered where it was. I couldn't remember if it was up in, like, Erie, Pennsylvania, or where the hell it was, you know? So uh, tell him thank you for reminding me. I, I forgot that it was there. I remember, yeah, we were little. There's, like, a moat around yep. the state that's right uh-huh. and and it, it you know you know how headbangers are they're like fuck the water we're coming over to see the man you know we, yeah. even if we get electrocuted and die we're still thrashing till death you know that's so, right so yeah i remember the uh the fans getting pissed in fact i remember we played this when chris adler was in the band on dystopia we played a our first um what are those called the when you play for the military those those um it's 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 a it's not not rso uh it's it's like a we went to richmond virginia or whatever it was and then we went on the aircraft carrier did the whole thing it's a private thing that the that the that these armed services invite you to play and um you know so there's all the soldiers you know being you know and they've they've been given the rules: no headbanging, no thrashing, no this, no stage diving. You know, all the no, 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 no. Right? Like, be proper military, right? And I you fucking play holy wars for the military, and not have them lose their mind or peace cells, right? I mean, this music is handmade <laughs> for fucking riots, you know. So, and especially, <laughs> and especially for our soldiers to, 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 you know, whatever for soldiers to, you know, you know fight them you know do what they do right so we play and the first couple songs you know it's very square it's like playing in church or something right it's very straight and and pretty soon after a while you know one guy kind of throws a horn and then two guys are and then it's like yeah and then the next thing the fucking pit breaks out and, and <laughs> I, I remember me and Adam looking at each other just laughing going fucking hell we did it again oh that's, shit that's you know awesome. so it's like yeah, we'll get we'll get thrown out of the armed services, you know, for playing a concert. <laughs> wow. But because uh, we had done some shows too, I remember. You know, we played in in Beijing, China, and we had to submit every song, every lyric, and every piece of video content because you know, <laughs> same thing. They're like, there's some songs you can play, some songs you can't play. You can play this one, but you can't sing it because of the lyrical content. Mm-hmm. This one you can play and sing, but you can't use the video. You know, look, when you go to someone else's house, you play by their rules, right? So we were glad to play in Beijing. But, you know, different society, different rules, different things. So you do it their way, you know. And they they had somebody back there with the iPad. There's literally a row of military standing in the back of the venue. Like, like, yeah, we ain't fucking around here, right? And uh, (laughs) dude with the iPad sort of checking it in. And uh, the video's off. I'm going to check. Singing, I'm going to check, you know. So... You know, it's it's we've been in these countries where you realize, you know, we ain't in Kansas anymore or Tulsa <laughs> right. in this case. Uh, and, uh, you know, you do it their way. You know, that's 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 all I can say. So. Uh, Doug Weber in the chat room, he's he's asking uh, if there's any new changes or updates uh, coming down the pipeline with your signature Jackson base. You know, we have talked, you know, God, I've got, I think I have 16 SKUs, as we call it, right? SKUs, right? SKUs with them, you know, between four strings, five strings, white, black, silver, you know, red Kelly birds, blue Kelly birds. You know, we've got a lot of products that we have and it's fortunately, it sells very well. 
Um, and you know, I, I've been very proactive. You know, I go out when I do the stage use thing, which I learned from Paul Stanley. And I told him that I said, Paul, I learned how to do this from you. Me and Kiko were backstage in St. In St. Paul. And we were looking at Paul's website of Paul and Gene of how they, and he's known as Paul Stanley guitars. So I bought David Ellison basses. I also have David Ellison guitars in case I want to sell stage smash guitars which i think that's where the real money is <laughs> by the way is in that but uh so uh but it, you know it's it's again i'm a student of kiss i i learned a lot of what i've done from them you know and uh so it was it was i was i was happy to tell them that you know and um but you know playing stage use instruments is a is a big part of this you know yeah there we are there you well, are hey that's on. great i mean Come on. We I had it all set up and ready. Yeah. <laughs> that's not any better than that. Come on. No, that's so that's, uh those guys are so gracious and so cool, you know. You but bet. um, you know, you, you know, with the bases, it's the same thing, you know, to play them. And I don't charge a, a ton of money, you know. I I try to keep mine very fan friendly, you know. That's it's cool. it's more about people being able to have the experience and and um and and play them. And you know, obviously Jackson's happy because more and more people have uh, my bases out there. For so, sure. Yeah, I like it. Well, one more question. Ryan Kirk in yes. the chat room says, um, question for Dave, whose idea was it on the Reckoning Day intro with the floor tom? You know, that was my idea. Um, and, you know, it's funny. You know where I got that idea from is um, in, let's say, 1981-ish, 82 maybe. Um I saw, I went to go see Rainbow, and Joe Lynn Turner was the new singer. Uh, the support act was Pat Travers, and the opening band was Crocus. Now, this is a couple of, couple of years before their big, you know, headhunter. Yeah, love that album. Uh, success, right? So they were, they were still kind of an unknown band doing a, you know, first of three on the bill. And the bass player, who was stage left next to the drums, uh, when it came time for, they didn't do a drum or a bass solo. They did one together and he grabbed a set of drumsticks and did this roto tom solo kind of looking right at the drummer, right? At his hi-hat side, they did like a roto tom solo. And I, I think I've seen Matt and Duff from Guns N' Roses do that recently. Um, or, you know, not recently, but in, in years past, but that's where I first saw that. I thought that's fucking cool, man. And that's why <laughs> on, um, on the on the euthanasia tour um you know i thought i'll do the same i'll have the floor tom out there i'll be looking at nick now i'm stage right right so i kind of turned and looked at nick this way and did the you know the floor tom thing and when we did the bass and drum solo i wanted the i wanted nick to be playing with me because i think a bass solo is more interesting if it has, you know, some rhythm to it, right. Something yeah. kind of driving it, you know? Um, so as the joke goes, you know, when the drums stop very bad bass solo, I don't know if you've heard that joke about the guy in the jungle, the drums are playing <laughs> right. and, 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 uh, and, and the, the, the tourist goes, why are the drums playing all the time? And the, the native goes, drum stop very bad. You know, next day <laughs> drums are still playing all night. And the guy, the tourist goes, why are the drums playing? Still, he goes, oh, drum stop, very bad. Third day, finally, he, he asks, if it's, it's, he's like, these drums are driving me crazy. Why are they always playing? And the local goes, he goes, drum stop, very bad, bass solo. 
And <laughs> so, <laughs> so keep the drums going was the point of the yeah. joke, right? So, uh, um, and you know, there's a couple of great, uh, live albums that I kind of copped that idea from part, I guess, again, it's partly from Crocus. The journey has a live album called captured that I used to listen to back mm-hmm. in the early eighties. And, uh, when Ross Valerie does his solo, Steve Smith is also playing. And also on Angel Live Without a Net um, with Felix Robinson on bass, when he did his bass solo, um, I seem to remember there was a drum thing around that. I I, I remember I copped some licks and some kind of vibe, not licks, I shouldn't say, but I kind of copped a little vibe from Felix. And Felix and I have since become good friends, actually. We we text often, and we were actually just talking last week. So, uh um i know there's an angel reunion coming up here so uh that'd be cool you know yeah so me and felix are buddies and you know he's kind of a kind of a childhood hero of mine you know because they were on casablanca you know stars kiss angel the gods you know they were the big casablanca bands you You sound like you're you're a big rock fan like like a lot of us um you know you did a lot of your homework and you know probably collected a lot of records and albums and and things and and uh Followed all your heroes, man, just like us. It's so cool. Yeah, and our friend Neil yeah. Parks reminds us that the military event term we were searching for earlier was USO. USO, so, thank you. So thank that, you. Thank that you, thank is you, it. You. Well, you Appreciate have been that. very gracious with your time. Thanks for going over with us a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you wow. with uh, one last very nice viewer comment. I think this sums it up for all of us. John McNatt says, David, you have been a big influence in my musical career Thank you, sir, and I'm so glad you were here and doing so well, looking great. I yeah. think we all we all agree with that so much. So, guys, make make Appreciate sure you that. support Dave and all his efforts with Dieth, Kings of Thrash. Get some of that coffee. I know we're going to. Can't wait to, to try those out. David Ellison, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thanks for joining Tulsa Music Stream. Have a great night. You're welcome, guys. See you later. Thanks, right. buddy. Bye. We'll Take see care. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was cool. Nice guy. I felt like he would have gone on for a little bit longer, but you know, we don't want to push him. Well, can I, can I tell you why I try to be super respectful of that? Well, well sure. Cause, Cause when the publicist, the publicist sets the rules, right? And mm-hmm. you don't want to make the publicist, publicist upset because Feature. you want to have future. Interviews. Absolutely. Oh, I get it. So trying to be respectful. You guys had other comments in there. What we typically do after we sign off with these guys is we send the publicist, or sometimes if we're dealing directly with them, we send them the link to the interview. And sometimes, you know, they may go back in there and check out your comments. So please don't feel like your comments go unseen. We go back and read them and try to hit, give you some love on that. We appreciate you guys so much for tuning in and, and watching this show. We're having such an amazing time doing it, and yep. uh, and we appreciate all the stars that you guys. Yeah, sent. thank guys. you, Elizabeth uh, Talcott and um, Scotty Scott. Thank you so much for the stars, uh, Neil Neil Parks. Thank you so much for for sending those to us. That helps in so many ways. It it's does unbelievable. It does, and you know, Scott, I'm gonna. I know you get sad when I don't utilize all the cameras. So let's real quick utilize the cameras be, right, since we yeah. bought them. Okay, right. There's yours. Uh, yeah. Okay, ready. And then the sucky one sits over here. Oh no, it's actually kind of cool because you know no. you can go there when you like when you're reading. No. Like, um, yeah, yeah, it looks no. so cool. Like I if you're d- answering I, someone's uh, no. message or something. 
Not so much. You but can look them right in the eye and say, no, dude, you you're know, wrong. If only I could see into their eyes. And then we've got this fan chat screen. Oh, with that crappy uh, side view. Hey, hey, there's uh, Neil Parks. Love and miss you both. We love you, too. Uh, Garrett Eugene, so awesome. Glad you enjoyed that. We did, too. That was uh, freaking amazing. John McNatt, Tim Kroger, uh, Scotty Scott, you already mentioned him. It's good to see all you guys in here, Jay North, Ryan Kirk. I'm glad we got you guys' questions yes, in there. Yes, please uh, make sure you share um, our, our our Facebook um, live stream on your Facebook pages, your Facebook groups, all your favorite stuff. Uh, tag some friends. Tell them about yeah. it. You know, all your rock and roll friends. And we are also on YouTube, and you can um, always hit the notification bell on YouTube, um, Tulsa Music Stream. And please, you can uh, share, hit like on those as well. We are trying to get to a thousand subscribers. We are um, we are over eight hundred now, mm-hmm. and we are hoping to get to nine hundred soon. And um, and then we'll be on our way to a thousand. We're also almost to a hundred episodes. I think we're actually probably technically already done a a hundred ones but she was like naming them like special events she wasn't giving them a number i thought they counted that was probably when we came on here and said hey we moved into the new studio no no that doesn't count no not those not those oh well i think we did one with um uh, it was Glenn Hughes, but he didn't show up. And did I not they, number that? I think it was like a because we it was like a noon thing, so it was like a special mm. episode. So our count is bogus. It, <laughs> so God knows how many we've done. But um, we are on also on Twitter. We are at Tol Music Stream, and we are on Twitch. We don't necessarily do much on Twitch. There, we don't. I don't get it. I don't know how to get people and followers and. <laughs> people like that so on there so i kind of ignore that we one. don't know what we're doing but anyway we are also on audio platforms like spotify iHeartRadio, amazon we are also on um i believe it is apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. you can really just search tulsa music stream podcast and then a hundred hundred different ones will pop up and hopefully it might be one that you guys are listening yeah yeah, for sure. And hey, we uh, we've got to mention our sponsors because honestly, guys, um, the show wouldn't be what it is without these folks' contributions. Psychomo Filmworks, he did a wonderful intro for our show. If you guys need a video shot for your band, go to him and and he'll hook you up with a good product. Psychomo at gmail dot com. Deb Concerts. Everybody loves Doug Burgess and everybody appreciates Doug Burgess because he makes sure. That Tulsa can and the surrounding area continues to get great concerts in our area. We are so lucky to have Doug and Deb Concerts. Stay in touch with uh, that website. Keep a keep an eye out for upcoming dates that are sponsored by DebConcerts.com. We know that they're uh, they're the reason Rocklahoma is such a good time all the time. Okie PC, this guy's amazing. We love him, even though he's an Eagles fan. We still love him. Dustin Little, if you guys have any IT needs. Boy, we had a scare before we went on tonight. Our, our modem was down, but we got it back up. But go to Dustin Little for your IT needs, practical technology and networking services for Oklahoma's local business community, 918-640-0892, or email him at Dustin at OKPC.com. These guys, man, they just continue to crank out amazing work. I saw more great photos they've done on Facebook today. Your branding done right. Go get you some really great looking photos done by the shipments. Go to shipmentphotos.com. 
our buddy Todd Cook at Identity Merch. He is staying so busy doing screen printing, and that's because he puts out quality product. If you need some T-shirts or anything else printed up, call 918-521-5660 or email Todd at IdentityMerch.com. Right. So cool. Yeah, we should sing sing those com- like commercials. You know. You know something funny we did the other identity night. merch facebook.com forward slash identity merch. That was awful. I know. We did it something was supposed fun- to be it was supposed to be awful. It was. Good job. We did something funny the other night. You know, we go every night we go check check our subscribers. Now watch we're gonna lose subscribers because I'm saying this. So, you know, we've got our running count. Like, we got real excited when we broke 800, and then it got up, yeah. to, got up to 8, 10, and then we go back the next day, 8 or 9. We're like, oh, dang, who'd we piss off yeah, now? No, no, and then two more <laughs> came in through the night. I know, so it was good. 8, 12 last but night. But, yeah, we are getting close to 1,000 subscribers <laughs> on YouTube, and we can't wait. What's uh, what's on the docket? What are you working on that you haven't told me about yet? Anything fun? Uh, no, but I will be um, hopefully... We'll get on, you know, send this out to some of the music news sites and and this interview gets picked up. Um, we are on Instagram as well. Tulsa Music Stream is. We also do our TikTok videos on there. And then we also put out shorts. You do. YouTube shorts on our YouTube page. And go and check those out and, and um, hit like on those as well. Every little thing, every view, every little little thing you do with your fingers on your it all helps everything good sound effects there that was nice <laughs> and hey seriously guys if i know this was an early one tonight if you got in halfway or maybe you're just getting in now you got to go back and watch the replay this was a good one he's a very intelligent kind guy and you know i wanted to get into just how well he has diversified his talents within the industry he's written books wanted to talk about his book maybe we can get him back on at some point yeah well i hope he we appreciate each and every one of you um it's the weekend go have some fun go uh support your local music scene uh your tulsa music scene your tulsa music stream and um we'll see you guys yeah real quick billy hamilton you're in switzerland that's awesome hello i don't know what time it is over there hello we appreciate you watching. It's good to good to hear from you. Guys, take care. And hey, we need to tell everybody happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, I don't think we're going to do another episode till, till after we... the holiday, um, Thanksgiving, and yeah. we'll see what what we have in store. We'll um, cook something up yeah. for you. Okay. But we're going to take a little break and chill out and, um, and relax a little bit. So you guys enjoy your holiday and we love you guys and we'll see you back soon. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Have a great night.